Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, sorry that it has taken so long to record uh, this episode, and uh, it's been about two and a half weeks. It has been a very, uh, a very busy two and a half weeks, uh, and I intended this to be a weekly show, um, but every once in a while you, we may run across something uh, like this, where uh, just circumstances prevent me from recording uh so that's that's probably just how it's going to be every once in a while, but I'll try not to make a habit of it. Um, what, I will say this, though. One of the reasons that, uh, that this episode took so long to come together is that uh, I was nervous about it. I was kind of reluctant to do it until I had gathered all my thoughts uh, because the subject of, of today's uh, episode is... Very important to me. It has been for years, um, and I didn't want to get it wrong. Um, and I made a lot of notes, and I'm sure there's... I mean, I, I, every episode there's the, the possibility that uh, there's going to be people that disagree with me. Uh, but this one, I think uh, it will... That'll definitely be the case. Um, so yeah, just bear with me, and uh, and here we go. I I everybody, I'm going to kick it off with a Bible verse. Very exciting. It's Second Timothy, two, twenty three through twenty six. Goes a little something like this, everybody. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must not. I'm sorry. Uh, instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him he must gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So, all right. With that in mind, we are going to talk about Thank You for Smoking, which uh, came out in 2006. It was uh, written and directed by Jason Reitman, who uh, went on to... Uh, direct the movie Juno, uh, which I am not a big fan of, but uh, but I, I I do love Thank You for Smoking. I'm a big fan of it. Um, it was based on a book by Christopher Buckley. Uh, I haven't read that book. I haven't read any of his books, but I hear he's a wonderful writer. Uh, and he is the son of you know a conservative icon William F. Buckley. And if you've I don't know if you've seen any footage. There's a lot of YouTube footage of William F. Buckley. Uh, he was a man who, man, he knew, he knew all about words and arguing. I mean, he could sound so eloquent and he, even when he was saying stuff that I didn't agree with, it's just like, oh, well, clearly this man is the smartest man in the room. I just don't agree with his opinion sometimes. Uh, he was just so eloquent and he could just turn a phrase in such a way that, you know, and he would, he would punctuate it with this broad grin that says, I just won this argument. Um, and it's with that in mind that, uh, that we get into, um, get into the topic of, of thank you for smoking. Uh, there's, a, there's a line relatively early on in the film in which, well, for those that, that don't know, uh, thank you for smoking is about a character named Nick Naylor, played by Aaron Eckhart. And Nick Naylor is a uh, lobbyist for tobacco in the mid-90s. And so, you know, he has his hands full trying to not apologize for his company, but trying to justify 
what they do and basically just trying to uh, always dodge tough questions or always spin them so that uh, so that he for lack of a better term, wins, uh, wins the discussion, wins the argument. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, a lot of the characters ask him, uh, sometimes they don't ask, they just kind of muse about, uh, about how he's able to live with himself. And, and one of the things that he says is, you know, everybody's got to pay a mortgage and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, he will even when somebody asks him how he can do this for a living he goes into his usual spin mode and he will say things about uh you know how important it is that these companies be defended and that sort of thing and uh and while i do believe that uh, of course everyone deserves a defense uh the character is very cynical. He does know that the company that he works for, the the industry that he works for, uh, you know, is very dangerous. Cigarettes are very dangerous, and uh, and so he knows that, but he still works for them, and he still seems to feel the need to justify it to himself. So what's interesting is he is such a such a good kind of spin doctor that. Uh, He's actually even managed to win the argument uh, against himself. Uh, so, but what's interesting is we never really find Nick to be uh, an odious character. We we always enjoy hanging out with him, and when he does win a fight, we we're right there with him. We're really excited about it, you know. Uh, even even though the minute we leave the theater, or the minute the movie is over, we we might be completely anti-smoking and very anti-big tobacco. So he's a very uh, he's a very charismatic character, uh, and he's wonderfully played by Aaron Eckhart. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of that actor. Uh, he can be very charming, and he can just he's he's one of those guys who can just seem to get aw- he can get away with saying the most almost terrible things. And not only are you okay with it, but you actually find it somewhat endearing. So so this is the character that we are seeing the film you know uh we're seeing the the film through the eyes of this of this man and so he has a a 10 year old son uh who he is uh always trying to kind of teach about his job and and all that uh and he has this uh definite love for his son he really he really cares about him deeply he's not an uncaring father uh and so early on in the film um, he and his son are talking, and his son is asking him about a paper that he needs to write, and, and Nick goes into his, his usual mode and, and is very amusing when he's, the paper is about what makes uh, America the greatest government in the world, and uh, Nick kind of chuckles at the question and then uh, launches into, well, you know, there's our endless appeals system and the fact that we're so good at killing criminals and stuff like that. Uh, and it's it's amusing, um, and then he he caps his his uh, monologue by saying that uh, he says that's the beauty of argument. If you argue correctly, you're never wrong. And that's an interesting quote, I think, because because that really is the 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 point of the film, or rather, you know, the point of his character. Um, and then the film, I think, comes out kind of. 
against that notion. It, it probably agrees with it, but I think it's against it. Um, and well, before I get into you know what I what I'll be talking about uh, specifically thematically, uh, I'll I'll go into the 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 film uh, specifically. So uh, so it's all about it's film all about cigarettes. It's all about smoking, uh, seemingly. But what's interesting is you never actually see a cigarette. You do see a character with a cigar, but he it is not lit. Uh, but you never see anybody smoking, and you never see a cigarette. There's a lot of talk about cigarettes and tobacco, but you never actually see anybody smoking. Uh, and specifically, Nick is supposed to be like a one or two pack a day smoker, uh, but you never actually see him with a cigarette in his mouth. Uh, there is a moment when he reaches inside his pocket and pulls out a you know a, a box of a pack of cigarettes, uh, but it's empty. And so that's really the only, and people mention how much he smokes, uh, but that's really the only, uh, the only thing we see of it. Um, now, structurally, it's a bit of a problem because, especially when the main character is supposed to be a, a, a heavy smoker and we don't see it, well, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to believe that. And the fact that he is a, a, a big smoker comes into play uh, in the story. And so they don't really establish that. So that's kind of a problem. But thematically, uh, to have a film all about one thing and then not show that one thing, well, what that basically means is that the movie isn't about that one thing. It's merely using it uh, to make larger points. And in this, of course, uh, to go back to what I mentioned earlier, uh, Nick's line about argument, um, that's what the film is about. It's about... What it's about talking and lobbying and spinning and arguing and words. It's about people going around and around uh, a specific subject uh, with both sides just throwing up, you know, so many smoke screens that eventually the issue at hand it can't even be seen anymore. Uh, instead, it's just this battle of words. You know, who can speak the best and think the quickest, um, and. Winning, as he says, you know, if you argue correctly, you're never wrong. And not being wrong becomes the most important thing, even, you know, regardless of what side you've taken. Um, it's about coming out on top, not about getting to the bottom, in, uh, bottom of an issue or anything like that. And so, so that, just in that choice that the director made uh, to not show cigarettes, he really... Uh, Again, from a character standpoint and a, and a strictly a film standpoint, it doesn't really work that well, but thematically it works wonders. And uh, as I said, this, the, the theme of this film is, is very important to me. Um, I actually made a film back in college called Everybody's Got One, and it's basically about how uh, people are always arguing, but very few people are actually listening, uh, and that sort of thing. So... Um, and the reason it's so important to me, um, <laughs> my co-host on Battleship Pretension, David Bax, uh, he and I lived together for a number of years in Chicago. And our first year of living together, we were just constantly fighting. I mean, we were, you know, I was, uh, more, I was more conservative than I am now, and I would say he was actually more liberal than he is now. Uh, you know, I was Christian, he's an atheist, and, you know, we just... And also, I had never lived with anybody other than my parents before, so this was kind of new. And it was a small apartment, so it was closed quarters, 
and two people who are very opinionated but not but have opposite opinions about the same thing uh and so it just it it got very heated and very frustrating uh and it got to be quite exhausting uh i remember i would sometimes have a difficult time sleeping because i would just be laying in bed thinking of what I was going to say the next day. I was thinking of rebuttals, constantly thinking about, well, if he says this, uh, what do I say? Oh, I say this. If he says that, what do I say? Oh, I say that. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've, I've gotten involved since then, uh, you know, online. I would go to, like, message boards or, you know, if there's, like, a video or an article uh, that asks for reader or viewer comments at the bottom I would state my opinion then somebody would say my opinion was dumb and then I would go back and forth with this person uh and one of my uh one of my favorite quotes about that is from uh, a comedian named uh, Mike Schmidt who's been on our show uh over on Battleship Pretension and he said that he just he doesn't fight with people online anymore because it's basically uh in his word it's just fighting with ghosts because online people aren't necessarily real they're whoever they want to be and the anonymity of the internet actually gives them more strength to be who they wish they were and so when you're fighting with someone you're not even really fighting with that person you're fighting with how that person wants to present themselves uh, and how it's it's very intangible and so you know if you go to a message board I mean you'll you know you if you go to the more than one lesson message board you'll see uh, arguments back and forth, and and there's nothing. Here's the thing. Uh, and now we're going to get into some of my personal philosophy. Uh, as I said, this episode's going to have a lot of that. Uh, so sorry. Um, I was talking with uh, a guy named Dave Chen who runs the Slash Filmcast, and we were talking about uh, arguing online with people. And you know, there's nothing wrong with having a discussion with someone uh, online on a message board, for example, back and forth. But I think, you know, we need to be careful that it doesn't turn into just an argument. Uh, A debate is fine as long as it's thoughtful, you know, where both sides are actually, like, rather than always trying to beat the person that you're talking to, uh, a more thoughtful conversation is probably, I'd say, the the, the way to go. Um, Because as we, you know, see from 2 Timothy, I... It's what the Bible suggests to do anyway. You know, uh, it says that, you know, those who oppose him, he must gently instruct. It doesn't say beat. It doesn't say argue with. It says, you know, gently instruct in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. So basically it's saying that you need to put it in God's hands. Say what you can. But ultimately you're going to be putting in God's hands anyway. So just... So why be a jerk about it, you know, because in a thoughtful if you have a thoughtful conversation, you'll find that you actually listen as much, uh, if not more than you are speaking. Uh, You know, you may you may not be swayed by what the person is saying, but you can learn a lot, you know, about why they hold uh, the views that they do, which can actually help you know how to proceed in the discussion. Um, you know, like if there's, if there's a Christian and atheist, a Christian and an atheist, uh, having a, a debate or something like that, um, you know, I'll, I'll say to, uh, any atheist listeners that, that, uh, I have, 
you know, if you're talking to somebody whose faith helped them get through like a difficult time, like the passing, like the death of a loved one, or maybe a bad breakup or a divorce, or you know, getting through a, a spell of unemployment or something like that, if their faith helped them get through that well, then you're not going to be able to argue them out of it because they have personal experience with this. And, you know, and, and that may sound unobjective, but I, I'll say to, you know, fellow Christians that if you're talking to, you know, an atheist who's had, who grew up having a horrible experience with the church, as many people have, you know, if they had tyrannical parents or a horrible priest or a pastor uh, or something like that, then that's their first impression. And it's, and it's, again, it's very subjective, but you can, and you can make all the arguments about, oh, well, you know, God allows bad things to happen to good people because, well, he's let, you know, he allows free will and all that sort of thing. Well, you can say all that, you can say all this academic stuff, but you're not going to sway them because Debate only goes so far, but often we'll just continue the argument. We'll just keep saying the things that we're saying over and over, always trying to say something in a more clever way, you know, in a way to win the argument. Uh, You know, and there have been times when, whether it be with a friend or with my wife, for example, where I have had an argument that I would say, based strictly on on the things that were said, I would say that I probably won the argument. Um, and then upon reflection, I realized, oh, geez, I was wrong. I was way wrong on that. And so, like, the, an actual argument doesn't necessarily... It doesn't necessarily have to do with right or wrong. You know, that's one of the, that's one of the things about... Thank you for smoking to actually bring it back to the movie that we're theoretically talking about. Uh, he he's on the he's on the side of of wrong. You know, I understand. And regardless of what you might think about tobacco companies, I I personally, it's a company. It announces what it does, and I feel like you know it, personal responsibility certainly uh, plays a part. Um, but as we learned from movies like The Insider, sometimes their dealings are a little shady. Um, and and so they need somebody like Nick to make make them seem not so bad or make it seem like, well, they're not intentionally hurting anybody. They don't know it hurts, uh, that, it, that it causes cancer or whatever. Um, and that person probably knows that it does. And so uh, in the case of... In the case of Nick Naylor, he actually announces that, yes, of course, I do think that there are uh, links between smoking and, and cancer. Uh, and yet he continues to do what he's doing, and he continues to actually win arguments, even though he does not necessarily have uh, right on his side. He does in, in certain areas about uh, personal responsibility and liberty, but uh, he uh, the arguments that he is engaging in often don't have to do with those specifically. Uh, he turns them into those arguments so that he can win, uh, but but by the end of the film, spoilers, by the end of the film he decides that he needs to set an example for his son 
and uh, and he can't work with these with these people anymore, um, because basically his his whole reputation was about winning arguments and always being right, even if he's not on the side of right. Uh, and then by the end of the film, he basically puts aside his reputation. He puts aside his pride. Um, and I think that's what we should do in an argument. We should be willing to put aside our pride and reputation because I can, speaking for myself, whenever I'm in an argument, after a certain point, it stops being about what it's about and it just becomes, it becomes a, like a personal matter. Like, no, 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 I, it's, I'm smarter than you. I can put words together better than you. I can make a better argument than you. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't even really matter what we're arguing about at that point. It becomes a function of pride. Um, and, you know, and, and there's going to be a lot of debates back and forth all the time. And we need to always, when we're involved in these, we need to be careful and kind of examine why we're continuing the argument. If the person is listening and it's a thoughtful discussion, by all means, just keep going. It's fine. But if that person isn't listening, and frankly, if you find that you're not listening, then you either need to change the course of the conversation or change the tone of the conversation or just end the conversation. Um, And I know that that... it It might hurt. It might sting a little bit you know uh that's that sting is pride uh messing with you that's a pulp fiction line that i paraphrased because it's a christian show um and so you just you need to put that aside and realize that there's bigger things going on uh and i'll get to that in a moment um it might hurt it might actually even be embarrassing but you know, you, you got bigger fish to fry. Uh, and with that in mind, we'll move on to the uh, the second film today. Um, listeners of Battleship Pretension know that uh, that a few, uh, about a month ago, a couple months ago, um, David and I talked about a filmmaker, a French filmmaker named Patrice Leconte. And, uh, and so we were talking about, so I, I saw some of his movies fairly recently, and there's one called Ridicule. Um that is just wonderful. Uh it's 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 a period piece in which uh this this man who is try he lives, you know, in the country and uh there's mosquitoes uh because of uh he needs to do something with the river and like fish are dying and mosquitoes are infecting people with disease and and it's really, I mean, people are sick and poor, and it's its really wreaking havoc on his part of the country. And so he needs something to be done, like with a water filtration system. And so he goes to uh, the big city, he goes to Versailles, uh, to lobby uh, some of the politicians there to see if he can get this water filtration system through. Uh, but while he is there, he finds that uh, that it's a very different kind of, of place. Everybody there, it's all about, everybody is always worried about the perfect word and doing the right thing, um, you know, and saying the right thing. Uh, but not just being proper, uh, it's all about being witty. Um, they say that wit is, is what it's all about uh, in, these, in the king's court. Uh, and so 
if you come up with like a, just the right comment, uh, often at the expense of somebody else in the room, uh, then you suddenly get the attention of people. You get the attention specifically of the king. And so this guy realizes like, oh, geez, well, if I'm going to get anything done, then I need to I need to be on my game. I got to I need to be a verbal wizard. And so so he becomes involved in these courts and uh, he finds that he's actually a very witty person. And uh, there's rivalries that spring up from it because, you know, a guy who previously was considered to be like the wittiest is now maybe not so much or at least he has competition with with this you know with this guy from the country and so but what's what's interesting is and i'm i I don't have character names with me right now but i'll just say the guy from the country that's awful anyway uh so the guy from the country he becomes so involved in the goings-on of versailles uh and being considered, oh, so witty and so clever and so smart um, that he starts to lose sight of why he went there in the first place, which was all about getting things done. Uh, Getting something done for people who so desperately need uh, something to get done. And and it became more about his personal pride and being well-regarded in in the view of, of... these aristocrats and politicians and stuff like that. So, uh, so it's a film all about words and how, how this, you know, this is a society that really values words, but not necessarily what a person says more along the lines of how they say it to the point that if you want, if you've got the best of intentions, they don't care. If you've got the worst of intentions, they don't care. It's all about saying the right words. And, and ultimately, uh, that's that's kind of a similar it's thematically similar to um thank you for smoking uh i will say just for the record uh that if you wanted to rent uh you know go out and see ridicule it's a wonderful film i really like it uh you know um i think i've i've mentioned this like in the reader and stuff like that i try to say if something is very explicit um and uh the ridicule is is fairly explicit uh it's got some sexuality in there you i'll just say it you see a penis in the first five minutes and uh you will not be expecting it because i was not and so um but it's very good it's very worth seeing and 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 it's a film that it doesn't just give a portrait of this world where words are everything um it actually has commentary about that uh that are that's similar to kind of what we're talking about here so um so I'm going to kind of sum up uh, what uh, what this episode is about, even though I've already touched on it a lot. Uh, and I actually wrote this down, so I'll be reading it. Um, so sorry about that if it seems impersonal. I wrote it, so there's that. Uh, so here we go. Um, uh, so words uh, can be very important. They are how we express ourselves, but we need to be careful when talking with those that disagree with us, so that our words don't be so that our words uh, don't become the focus of the discussion. It's easy to get sucked into a debate where neither side is listening; they just want to gain the verbal upper hand. Uh, discussions like that don't help anybody. They appeal to our pride and our vanity. Uh, they make us uh, pat ourselves on the back when we make a particularly good point. 
But when neither party is really listening to what is being said, yourself included, uh, we need to change the tone of the conversation uh, into something a little more heartfelt and uh, conciliatory. If the other party doesn't want to doesn't want to change the tone, just wants to keep arguing forever, we just need to walk away. Uh, otherwise, we'll find ourselves in the middle of a foolish argument, uh, or you know, to go back to uh, the Bible verse I read at the beginning, uh, a quarrel. Uh, and these quarrels can consume us to the point that we find that we're not doing anything legitimately useful with our lives. Uh, we're just arguing all the time with people uh, that we're never going to convince. And and so that's that's kind of what we can learn from Thank You for Smoking, is that words are very important, but they are not the most important thing. What's important is what is behind the words um, and what you're trying to accomplish with the words. Uh, if we're just trying to accomplish looking awesome and looking smart and being clever and winning, then we're not, we're not doing anything to, uh, to throw some Christianese out there. We're not doing anything to uh, further the kingdom of God. We're doing something to further ourselves. Um, but like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a discussion in which you disagree with somebody as long as you listen to what they're saying and as, as long as you get the feeling that they're listening to what you're saying. Um, because I find that if you, if you actually do really try and listen to what a person is saying and, or what they're trying to say, they might not be able to express themselves well. So try and rather than, you know, in a, in a debate in the, in the courts of, uh, Ridicule. If a person doesn't express themselves well, then they're just dismissed. But you can't be like that. You need to really try and meet them halfway, if not even maybe a little more so, because, you know, that's what we're called to do. And so always listen to what a person is saying. You may not agree, but don't just tune them out and just wait for your turn to talk. That is not at all how Jesus was. Um, I mean, even when he fought with the Pharisees, I mean, look at look at the way Jesus argued with Pharisees. They kept trying to bait him. They kept trying to draw him into one of these foolish arguments, one of these quarrels. And he always sidestepped it. Not because he didn't uh, not because he agreed with them, but because he realized that, you know what, I can drop as much wisdom on these people as I want, but they're not listening. They don't care what I have to say. And so when we approach people who don't agree with us, we need to approach them as Christ would, which is really listen to what they have to say. But you're going to know pretty quick and pretty early, pretty early, I would say, in the discussion, you're going to know where that conversation is going to go. And so, as I said before, you should try and change the tone. And if you can't, or rather if the person you're talking to doesn't want to, you just need to walk away. And that person might call you a coward uh, they might call you stupid, and it might be uh, you might feel that twinge of pride as you as you walk away. But if you're not careful, you'll wind up in the same position as the character in ridicule, just spinning your wheels, worrying about words without ever actually getting anything done. So anyway, so that's that's uh, this episode. Again, I'm sure that there's plenty of people. That uh, that don't agree with me, but I'd say probably on both sides. 
uh, and that's fine. Let's let's have a discussion about it. See, see what I did just uh, I just did there. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're welcome to email me Tyler at more than one lesson dot com. Uh, you can go to the uh, forum and discuss this with other people. Uh, of course, be civil. Um, and then uh, there's bl- just to remind everybody, there's blogs constantly uh, on the on the blog. Uh, not all of them are written by me. In fact, a small percentage are written by me, uh, but uh, they're written by people whose uh, whose taste that I trust. Um, and I will say that next next hopefully next week uh, the episode is going to be a little different. I will not be talking about a specific movie. I I will instead be talking about uh, an aspect of filmmaking, um, because you know the the idea with this show is to talk to Christians who maybe don't have the training that I have and I don't mean to put myself up on some kind of pedestal because uh, there are a lot of people in fact I'm sure there's probably people listening to this who know more about film than I do Uh, but there are some basic principles that it's important to understand if you are going to appreciate great film and if you are looking to get into film uh, it's important to understand the principles when you're going to make film so um, so next week uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, Acting, what we're going to look for, you know, how to how to find and what to look for in acting uh, so that, you know, what is good and what is not uh, and that sort of thing. So and we'll be doing that every few episodes, talk about editing and cinematography and writing and that sort of thing. So uh, but next week it will be about acting. Um, So thank you, everybody, for listening and uh, I'll get you next time.